Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Middleman Talk Show. I guess Al, you over there sleep again today, huh? <laughs> you must be. I see this. This is crazy, man. It was me last week, but now it's him. So it's all good. Everyone, we want to welcome welcome you to the Middleman Talk Show. I am one of your hosts, Kevin. And this is Nick. And I think we got Jen coming in here in a second. Here she go. This is me. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah. Sound like we cooking with fish grease today. And uh, I just hear Al over there just, uh, I see him over there just typing away. Uh, I guess he don't realize the show was on right now. It's all good. But uh, what's going on, people? Let's uh, let's go ahead and kick this thing off today. We had a very uh, taxing week this week. Um, it's been a little crazy out here in the world. Um, I, I don't know how much more can the black psyche take with all of the events that's going on with the presidency, uh, with the police, with our community itself. Uh, it seems like we're, we're definitely heading towards a meltdown in our community. I, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering, well, where do we go? What do we do? But before we get so heavy, can we start okay. off by saying what a great like after show week we had um if anybody didn't have a chance to check out um nick and al session um where they talked about uh vlad is it vlad um tv and we also had one where we talked about um lovecraft country um it, you know uh, with you saying kevin how heavy it's been um it was really nice to talk about something other than the heaviness of everything that is happening in our country. And so um, that was a really nice moment. So if you haven't checked it out, guys, please do. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. Um, and and, uh, at, and we've been uh, kind of, we've had a couple people uh, testing out and what we got going on on the Patreon. We're actually, if you go to the Middleman Facebook uh, talk show group on um on a post, you will see the link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash the middleman talk show. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, with, with, with everything that's going on to both Kev and Jen's points, like it was good to have some type of escape, but good God. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to see this Patreon. I mean, uh, well, I've watched it, but I'm talking, about, I want to wait. I can't wait to see what our audience uh, think of our Patreon. That's one of the things I want to say because you guys have done an excellent job. Um, you know, I I, I I can I'll take the fuss in that because I was supposed to do one. Uh, Nick, you know, you can go ahead and crack the whip, but uh, I got something in store for you guys. So uh, if you want to, like Nick said, go check out our Patreon. Uh, subscribe. Uh, we would love to have you, and you will hear some of the thoughts that you don't hear on this show in particular. So, uh, great job. That's, that's what I want to say. Great job to you guys. Uh, and just so that everybody knows it is uncut and unfiltered. So, uh, <laughs> put the kiddos <laughs> to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well right now, um, I, I want to say, that let's see. Let me. I'm trying to. This is a weird Sunday getting started off like this, and Al is over here just trying to get it right. I got you, bro. Um, one thing I know you guys are probably happy to see. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, this is the year 2020. How long has Instagram been around? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm, at least 10 years. All right, so. Maybe I'm on the back end of the curve. Y'all didn't notice today. I joined Instagram. I did notice. Aha. I did notice. Uh, as a matter <laughs> of fact, uh, it was launched October 6, 2010. So, I mean, you're you're under 10 years late. So, I mean, it, it, it's, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, you know. Right at it, right at it, right at it. Almost 10 years. So, yeah, uh, you know. I'm, I'm in there. So, I'm fine yeah, with that one. That's, hey, that's, that's, the, that's the point. You're in there, so. Yeah, my Facebook is still kicking. My Twitter is still kicking. So uh, y'all make sure y'all follow us on all social media platforms. That's all of those platforms. You can find us, the Middleman KG, the Middleman Al, Nick Eaton, and Jen. Jen, what is yours anyway? I, I don't know. What is what? What is your social handle, social media handle? Jennifer Gordon. Now you guys got your whole government out there. Huh? <laughs> nothing to hide only people with stuff to hide is afraid of their government name being out there i have nothing to hide i got something to hide well, <laughs> I, look i figured i'd raise so much hell all these years it's kind of too late yeah yeah <laughs> like you know if they come and they come and there's nothing that i can do with it um you know black cat 77 is not going to protect me if they really want to find me yeah well <laughs> Uh, is that the name we're really going with right now? Um, <laughs> she did say black cat. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, that is on our it's Patreon and not OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, y'all crazy, man. Let me yeah, find out. 
Well, sometimes pre- you have to laugh to, to yeah. stop from crying. And I know that you're going to get into like what we're going to be talking about today. Right. Um, and that is something that, you know, has brought tears to my eyes since I heard about it. And especially this past week. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and for anybody that does not know, today on the Middleman Talk Show, uh, the phone lines will be open um, as we discuss the outcome of the charges presented by Daniel Cameron, um, Attorney General of Kentucky. Uh, we want to know what are your thoughts uh, on the charges identified by A.G. Cameron. Uh, we will definitely continue to say no justice, no peace until everyone involved is brought to justice. Um, I, I got to say, and, and, and Jen, I, I really want to get your opinion on this because we're in a situation now where oftentimes when we talk about police brutality, um, police killings of unarmed black people, a lot of times the concentration is on the men. And, uh, and in this particular instance, um, with Breonna Taylor being the victim here, I think it, it, to me, it brought up feelings of Sandra Bland. Um, and and I just want to kind of get your opinion on it. Just, uh, just from the standpoint of a black woman, where this kind of puts you when so much attention has been put on the black men when it comes to unarmed police killings. And yes, yeah, certainly. Thank you. And it's not just, you know, the black, you know, just about police shootings. What's disheartening to me is like how black women are treated in general in America, whether it's at a hospital or whether it is at a police station or an encounter with uh, an officer or a teacher or a physician, um, where where a lot of times we're uh, dehumanized and miscounted. Uh, And this is just an ugly reminder of that in our position uh, in America. And everybody is familiar with Malcolm X's famous quote about that, you know, the black woman is the most disrespected um, person, you know, on earth. And it's just true. Um, it's just true. I have seen our own people. I have seen our own men. I have seen so many people put down this young lady uh, for no apparent reason. And it's just amazing to me. What bothers me a lot is that something that's universal um, that I think that is not that is not unique to black women, that is that happens to women reminds me of the Breonna Taylor situation where she met a guy, a bad boy, um, which, you know, across the board, I have friends of think of every race, creed, background, social standing. Um, and I do have probably, you know, one or two in every one of those categories, you know, have some kind of attraction to, a, you know, a bad guy. And, you know, she had some dealings with him. She may have let some shoes get delivered to her house. She rented him a car. How many times have, it doesn't matter her race, we as women, especially sometimes with the wrong guy, you know, go around the bend and, and do things maybe that we shouldn't. But with anybody else's excuse as maybe youthful misjudgment or, you know, taking advantage of or he took advantage of her. But somehow, in some way, we villainize Brianna for a mistake that that hundreds of thousands of women make every day, especially young women. And it's just another example of how we become victims of villains so easily uh, in so many eyes. But I think the I think the biggest thing for me that comes with that is, okay, she made a mistake in dating, uh, but that's not a death sentence, you no. know. And I think that's the thing. And, and and to kind of further the point, 
I think that that has been the excuse that a lot of people have used. I've been trying to stay away from the Facebook comments because it's it will incense you. But the biggest issue that I take from that is that everyone is diverting away from the fact that these cops obtained an illegal no-knock warrant. They were, quote-unquote, in pursuit of a suspect who was already in custody. And then on top of that, afterwards, they tried to cut a deal with him to say, oh, well, if you just implicate her in the crime, you know, we can cut you a deal. To which, to his credit, bad boy or not, he said, no, that's not going to happen. And as Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, no matter what happens to me, I'm going public with the fact that y'all tried to cut this deal. Yeah, yeah. And and what's what's this, this, I guess, alarming to me the, the most is, you know, a lot of times, especially, and this is on the other side of the spectrum, a lot of times we as black women, too, we put down our brothers of today. We say chivalry is dead. We say they don't protect us. I don't need a man because they don't do this. They don't do that. And I, the comments, I, you, I too, have stopped looking at the Facebook comments. Her current boyfriend, the way that he has been demonized and put down uh, on social media and in the media is just horrifying to me. Where this man thought that he and his girlfriend were being attacked, he reached for his gun. He had never been arrested before, and he decided to protect his home, his surrounding, his girl. And instead of celebrating this man for, hey, you protect, you tried to protect your girl, um, and you armed yourself, you did everything that we've had, you know, lots of shows on that we should do to protect our families, and he gets kicked for it. And it just disgusts yeah. me because he should be celebrated and he should be protected right now. And we as a community should be putting our arms around this young man and saying, we got you. Instead of letting him be picked over like a vulture in the media for doing the very exact thing what we expect our men to do. And, well, and see, the other thing about it is when you look at the other the side of the coin, Kyle Rittenhouse is still getting praised by conservatives for being a hero. You know, these are the type of things that we have to uh, have to deal with where it's just like it's not the same. And I also want to say this. There is a reason that someone asked me time and time again, you know, Nick, you are so pro Second Amendment and you are. Why don't you join the NRA for reasons like this? Because they are radio silent yet again. Yeah. Yep. And I hope he gets, you know, he's suing for the 10 million dollars. And I really hope he gets it. Now, have you ever heard of this man? He's named Joshua James. Have you heard of him? And it's not. I haven't. Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Every no one is talking about him, and to me, he is the murderer. Joshua James is the person who filed a request for the no-knock warrant. He is the investigator. He is his sloppy work led to the start of this whole train of events that has that happened. And why isn't anyone? And I'll, I'll be curious if we have any lawyers or legal minds on the on the line that would like to call in. The phone lines are open um, to let me know to get some better understanding. Why isn't he charged? Should you, if I go, if you go to work and I mess up an account or, you know, I misplace something or I, you know, mess up some paperwork, I'm getting fired. How come he's not being charged? Because his mishandling of the investigation, the lying and the fluffing of the paperwork led to her murder. He's, he's culpable, I think. 
Absolutely. As a matter of fact, when it comes down to it, when you look at the actual charges for wanton endangerment, and I talked a little bit about this on the Facebook on our Facebook page um, right after the decision was levied, uh, the only crime that they felt was worth charging was the fact that they that a couple of the bullets missed Breonna Taylor. Like, make no mistake about it. <laughs> that's that's the only <laughs> that's the only crime that we have where someone was punished because they missed. Let's put that into perspective. You know, I, yeah, I, I just that and the charges and how that works and how there's a whole line. Like to me, everyone, the, the, some of the missing links aren't being highlighted in the news, and that is strengthening. Like yeah. the judge, like the um, the judge, the DA, all of those people, the mishandling of this case. And, and unfortunately, the scary part is, you know, a lot of cases may not end in death. But how many more mishandled cases are there of people that might be currently sitting in prison um, because of their misconduct or a mishandling of cases uh, that are probably sitting in prison in, in Kentucky right now because of this office? Uh, and what's really sad is that the FBI really doesn't have a lot of jurisdiction in this case besides civil rights. And it's very hard to prove a violation of civil rights case from cases from what I have read. Um, so it's kind of like they, they're, you know, legal criminals that get away with it. And there's nothing that we can do. Uh, nothing but vote. The district attorney, right. again and again, is an elected official. Vote. People of Kentucky, vote. Hey, guys, uh, we do have a guest today, um, Oliver Johnson. He is a lawyer. Uh, he's a good friend of Al. So we're going to go ahead and bring him in and uh, get his thoughts on this particular case. OK. Yay. All right. Mr. Johnson, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well, doing well. Happy All to be right. here and participate in this conversation. We, we uh, thank you for taking the time to come and uh, give us your expertise and your thought on this particular situation. Well, Joshua James' name was mentioned. I want to start there. He, he he and six other officers are currently under investigation by the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department's um, internal affairs arm. Uh, we don't know how that'll turn out. But I was sharing with Al that, you know, what's occurring in this case, black lawyers all over the country so accustomed to seeing a grand jury process being manipulated by prosecutors who have bent towards vindicating law enforcement uh, it takes me back to uh, as long ago as the mid 90s uh, one of our mm. fraternity brothers Alan, Alex English NBA Hall of Famer he had a nephew that was shot in front of uh, 14 eyewitnesses Broad daylight mm-hmm. In the middle of the street outside his home uh, He walked with the cane And the officer responded Girlfriend had called 911 She wanted him out of the house Officer came uh, In the middle of the street He was complaining about the fact that the girlfriend had stabbed him with a steak knife Officer didn't want to hear it. Uh, He told him uh, Drop the cane He raised the cane up in kind of like a crucifix position draped over his hand and said, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot me. 
officer was about 10, 15 feet away, shot him in the heart in front mm. of our witnesses. Uh, to make a long story short, at the grand jury here, and we had a black chief of police in Columbia, South Carolina at the time, the grand jury proceeding, only one witness, no, none of our witnesses, I take that back, none of our witnesses had been subpoenaed to the grand jury here. So I took all 14 to the grand jury room. Being a criminal defense attorney, of course, couldn't participate in the proceedings. And they would not let one eyewitness testify. So when I heard that there were, you know, residents who would have testified, uh, there was, you know, uh, no notice whatsoever that it was police presence at the door. You know, it just took me back to that situation. And that, that officer, William Buxton, he, you know, he was vindicated for killing Alfonso Glasgow, Alex's nephew, and uh, still still on the force to this day. So, you know, this happens uh, at grand jury proceedings all the time. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating, beyond frustrating, and, and, and a bit um, to that point. Uh, when you look at with the grand jury and everything that went on, I think it was 13 witnesses of which 12 said did not hear the police identify themselves and only one who said that they did. I don't understand how this, <laughs> I, I, I do not understand because even if before you get to that point, they falsified the information to obtain the warrant. But the fact that 12 out of 13 people said, I did not hear them announce themselves. And they still said, you know, hey, there's there's nothing wrong. Like, just in your practice, how often do you come into contact with something like that? Well, you got to understand that that uh, 13th witness, uh, it's my understanding that his first two statements were to the contrary, that he's not here or not. But after you're interrogated over and over, uh, it's easy to be intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, by by investigators, and, and I suspect that's what happened in this case. Um, you know, so so it's you know it's common that folks would just would just fold and disagree with law enforcement version of events, and I think that's what happened in this case. Mm. Mr. Johnson, um, I got a question as far as timeline. Why do you think it took so long for? Charges to be brought up on this particular case because from day from day one the the objective uh, was to exonerate the officers. You know, it was never a question now, of justice. Now, is that is that um, like a typical process where there's a length of time before any charges? Are being brought, or is there like a timeline in which charges have to be presented for a case, you know, of that magnitude? Well, keep keep this in mind. Just based on probable cause, mm-hmm. um, a law enforcement officer can swear the arrest warrant, you know, and and you don't have to, you know, and you can just wait wait until uh, you can have direct indictment. You know, you don't have to actually have a grand jury process, you mm-hmm. know. To bring charges on someone. So, but to answer your question, is there, uh, you know, there's a statute of limitations, um, you know, involving involving cases like this. It, it, 
got various aspects to this these circumstances. You know, on on the murder, it may be as much as I'm not sure in Kentucky, but it may be as much as 30 years. But on the uh, wanton endangerment, uh, it may be as long as a, a, a few years. But mm-hmm. uh, there's there's nothing that would have mandated uh, the case being presented to a grand jury a lot earlier than it was. So, Mr. Johnson, I have a question. Uh, this is Kevin with the middleman. Middleman, but uh, with this particular scenario, you know, I know Al asked, "Why did it take so long?" Basically, is and, and it's more so to me. Just, I don't know if this is more of an opinion than a question, but it, it really seems like they were just really trying to do everything in their power. To maybe falsify documentations, like you said, intimidate witnesses, change facts of the case, even though they are facts. It's like they went out their way to do this. And I mean, in America, this has become a common practice in a lot of jurisdictions when we're dealing with police officers dealing with us. Are there any protections that we have? to prevent us from going through these types of situations. Because when you look at our counterparts in America, our, our, our white brothers and sisters, they really don't deal with this because the, the white woman in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, when that African-American uh, police officer shot her, he was indicted within a, a month's time. And he's in prison yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to us, years. what protections do we have or what type of protections do we need to prevent us from having a situation, you know, where where they just stacking the whole deck against us, and, and that's and that's why, you know, maybe we should have chose uh, a different mantra, for, you know, than as opposed to defund the police. Um, mm, I agree. Defund I agree. Police, yeah. De- defund the police is is more about transparency in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 with with the, with the title. You know, a small mind has taken it. You know, we want to just end policing, and that's not the case. Right. But to 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 prevent uh, the doubting, you know, you have to have transparency, and that's why Ben Crump is demanding that in this case. Um, the, the the prosecutor, for example, uh, Daniel Cameron, he has he he's almost has an obligation to basically say, look. I asked the grand jury to indict these officers on these particular charges because the facts warranted that. But he's not going to say that because that did not occur. You know, in a normal grand jury, you probably have heard in the news that law lawyers saying that, you know, in America, you can indict a ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) My sister is an attorney, and she says it all the time. Because that's that's how easy it is for prosecutors to get an indictment in America. And so, um, you know, transparency is what we need in law enforcement. Uh, Internal affairs traditionally was designed, you know, to give the general public, you know, that 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 uh, that purview. But yes, internal internal affairs not doing that these days, and, and so we just need an overhaul uh, so that the general public can know that. You know, policing is about protecting and serving, and, and right. it's a transparent process. 
with that being said, Mr. Johnson, we all know that police officers are elected officials. Well, they work for the public, public but they're, they're yes, yeah. sir, they're public service people. Uh, but their higher ups are somewhat elected. Um, would you? What would you advise to our community to vet? How? How? What's the best way to vet that police chief or or that elected official that that is over the police officers? What's the best way to vet them uh, to ensure that we get a person in there that's not going to be um, really non-caring about our community to a degree, and, and really more so about protecting the blue all the way? Good, good question. Good question. Uh, Freedom of Information Act. If every community, if all community leaders across America start filing FOIA requests on every case that seems suspect the civil rights may have been violated, that would uncover mm-hmm. either one of two things. One, the facts to support the suspicion that the community has that civil rights were violated in those particular cases. Or we discover a resistance to release that information, which also suggests that something improper was done. But, you know, there's a paper trail in these cases that you're not going to see on the 6 o'clock news. No one's going to volunteer and give that information to you. So I would suggest, you know, for your request would be the way to keep police departments honest um, you may get some resistance on a local level but you can go up to the AG of the state and you know to discover this information and even up to DOJ but that's where our vote comes in and our vote is so important because right now we have I hate to use the word corrupt but call it how you see it sir in, call yep. it how you see we it people, yep. we have people in leadership positions right now who just really do, do not care about the common man you know, uh, and, and right. so, you know, but but refusal to release uh, public records, investigative files, and things of that nation, nature are actionable. You know, uh, will support civil claims. So I, I think that's that's what just right off the top of my head, that's one of the most powerful tools we have as citizens that we just normally don't use. You know, when was the last time you've heard a citizen complaining about? Look, look I, I served a four-year request on XYZ uh, agency, and I've got no response. You know, it's just not something that's, you know, in the conversation, but it's a yes, powerful sir. tool. Mm-hmm. I've used it in the past. And so to answer your question, I think that's a tool we have at our, our advantage. Thank you for that information, because I don't think that was common knowledge. I, this is my first time hearing of that particular yeah, I was about uh, to say, report. I'm, I'm actually posting, um, for everyone listening who is a part of the Middleman Talk Show Facebook group, I'm actually posting um, instructions on how to make the request. Um, so if you are not a member of our Middleman Talk Show Facebook group, please head on over there uh, to the Middleman, Facebook talk, the Middleman Talk Show on Facebook. Now, Mr. Justin, I also have a question in relation to the um, the charges that were brought about. So, also, um, I, I also want to add to the fact of you know when an unarmed person is you know life is taken by a person in law enforcement uh, that 
prevents their rights to face their accuser in court. Um, has there been any cases in which um, that has been used because, you know, due process wasn't available for that for that person because they're dead, but due to, you know, the um, the force and, you know, the untimely death of a person like do bloggers ever utilize that argument in court? That, that's why police killings and compensating families of victims is a billion-dollar industry in, mm. you know, in our country. You know, that, that, that's how those cases uh, are more commonly resolved. I mean, you see how quickly, you know, Louisville uh, agreed to a $12 million settlement in this case. Right. They, mm-hmm. they, they hope they hope that would, you know, quash the fever. But uh, you know, to answer your question, you know, mo- most often it's selling civil court and not in criminal court. Mm. You know, and, and in this particular case, had 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 the uh, the occupants been white, the NRA would have been so bothered by oh, this yes. case. Yeah. But they want, but they, you know, but I mean, you know what? And, and that, that's, that's someone that needs to be brought into the conversation, you know, because you have a, you have a, uh, Kenneth, what was Kenneth's last name? Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Kenneth, mm-hmm. you know, he thought strangers were coming through the door. He Kenneth did the Walker. Right thing. Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. He did the right thing that any lawful gun owner would do in those circumstances. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, be different if he knew it was police. Twelve witnesses say he couldn't have because they didn't hear police announce themselves. But, but that conversation is not being had. You know, what, you know what rights does a lawful gun owner have when someone's intruding in his home, his dwelling? Uh, he, you know, that he only has information to believe is a stranger. Right, you know, that, well, that, because that, even that, even in states of, of uh, stand your ground, you know, you have the right to, you know, uh, if someone is coming directly and, and appears to be threatening, you have the right to stand your ground. Um, so, and I know he mentioned that, you know, um, in his press conference as well, uh, Mr. Walker. Does the prosecutor still have a case against him, no. Mr. Walker? No. No, the prosecutor does not have a case against him. He has a civil claim. I believe he's asking for $10 million, uh, mm-hmm. you know, against, against the police department. But, uh, you know, he, he was innocent in all of this. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the, in, 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 the, in the dialogue from, you know, folks like Barkley and Chad is just so alarming. You know, uh, I know they didn't understand. Well, I, I'm not going to give them that. I'm not going to give them an excuse. But that kind of conversation. No, nah, tell really, it like it is. That kind of conversation has just really uh, done such a disservice to, you know, to our call mm-hmm. uh, for, ra- for racial justice uh, in policing in America. Um, you know, but we just have to, you know, we have to move around that and articulate the kind of conversation that we're having in this, in this talk show. Yes, sir. Uh, one well, thing, Mr. Johnson, um, I, I appreciate you for being a guest on our show, and I, I, 
I blame this on myself. Uh, could you please let our listeners know, if you're just tuning in uh, to the Middleman Talk Show, we are talking about No Justice, No Peace, the Breonna Taylor case in Kentucky. Uh, we do have our special guest, Mr. Oliver Johnson. He's a lawyer. But, Mr. Johnson, could you let our listeners know a little bit about you? Because that that's on me. Uh, could you please tell okay, our okay. listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm a, a proud graduate of Alcorn State undergrad, Southern University Law Center. Uh, I served in the JAG Corps uh, early on in my career. I was in private practice uh, for well over a decade. Uh, I'm now a funeral director at Fields Funeral Home in Oklahoma, Mississippi, and a consultant, Oliver Johnson Consulting, LLC. I, I uh, assist nonprofits and faith-based organizations in funding. And I also uh, operate a food pantry uh, mm. in Oklahoma, and we uh, provide food boxes to the community and provide every Friday uh, a food backpack to our elementary and middle school here in town. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just disheartening to, to see. But one thing to be encouraged about, when, when I started out in practice, uh, you didn't have black as many black civil rights attorneys who really know how to handle these cases. Mm-hmm. So, and now, and now we have an army of, them, you know. But it's it's uh, just incumbent upon uh, our educated, you know, educated uh, folks. It's incumbent upon us to educate people on, you know. Policing, civil rights, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how to use internal affairs when you have a complaint, how to use the attorney general's office when you have a complaint in the DOJ. You know, it's just a lot of information that needs to be, uh, you know, given to, to our community at large. You know, and this is something, you know, from my study of civil rights, you know, back in the 60s, churches had such an integral role, role of providing this information to, you know, to congregations. And that conversation has really not been had in church a lot anymore, from my experience. But we have to figure out a way to educate our people on, you know, what what are the rules, you know? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's really going on as far as, you know, what the average man can do to prevent this from happening. And yes, sir. I, think, I agree. I, I, I think, and this is off, off topic, but I think withdrawing our economic power is going to be the only thing that's going to bring about change. I think we can we can protest and we can march because um, we just don't have the legislative power to swing legislation our way. But economic power is just, just you know, it's, it's the only thing that um, our, our, our counterparts fear, losing. Uh-huh. So with that, with, yeah. I have a question. With that being said, Mr. Johnson, this is Jennifer. Um, is this battle for for justice? Is it fought in civil court? You know, we're we're searching. Is it's searching for you know criminal charges? Searching for this to be resolved in our criminal courts? Is that a mute point? where this will be solved in civil court, just like, you know, when people started suing the Ku Klux Klan, um, you know, is this the new battlefront um, to start hurting the pockets? Is, is that where we should be turning our attention? I think a combination. 
you know, I think we, we definitely should keep our voice, uh, you know, present uh, on an everyday basis. The protest definitely shouldn't stop. But coupled with that, boycott is just essential to to being taken seriously. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing we definitely have to, you know, our money is one thing we definitely, as a culture, have control over. But to get uh-huh. to get all of us all of us on page like that, when I mean, just look how diverse of, of a perspective our celebrities have. You know, mm-hmm. so you know those among us who have real money, you know, deep pockets. You know, we 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 have to get them on board as well to the you know to the biggest extent we can. But I think to answer your question, it has to be a combination of. Of, of those two things, protest and economic withdrawal. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I actually, um, you know, I, I love everything you're telling us, except for the fact that you told me you went to Alcorn. You know, I went to Alabama State, the real <laughs> ASU in the SWAC. But, um, <laughs> but you know, just at my time living in Montgomery, that's one thing I did see. I I joke about it often, but it's true. The Montgomery bus system is just now recovering from the Montgomery bus boycott uh, from years ago. So I, I, I 100% agree with you. I guess I, my biggest question is, it, just in your opinion, how do we best support our brothers and sisters in Kentucky right now who are looking to oust that leadership? When you look at how someone like A.G. Daniel Cameron has essentially been groomed by Mitch McConnell. Like, uh, it's it, 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 it yep. even rumored that he recently married Mitch McConnell's niece. Uh, he he did. received a scholarship for, uh, you know, for college, uh, a Mitch McConnell scholarship uh, going to college. How do we best support as people, as black people and, and allies that are not in the state of Kentucky, how would we best support them in their efforts to get all of those people out of office? Yeah, you know, all, all skin folks, not kin folks. When, when you know, when you, ran, about that. you know, people mm-hmm. were just looking at, you know, wow, it's a brother. You know, he'll be the first, and they voted based on skin color. So, so we need to investigate our candidates. Uh, you know, get that information out, uh, and I, I, you know, I just, I just, re- you know, I just really think that. The only only solution to that is just information. You know, information is power. We, we just need to investigate our candidates to get that information out to to the uh, community from a voice that we trust. And, and that, there lies, especially in the South, there lies that dilemma. Who is that voice that we trust? And they provide information on a national basis. Uh, you know, that we're gonna we're gonna listen to. I got a question in reference to that. So when we're talking about, you know, A.G. Cameron, from what I read, um, you know, he was appointed, didn't have as many hours inside the courtroom. Is there a like a prerequisite or a requirement or, um, you know, certain um, um, accolades a person should have before becoming an attorney general? Uh, that that uh, that I'm not sure of on a national basis, but you mm-hmm. would be surprised to know that uh, a president can nominate someone to the Supreme Court who's not a lawyer. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. I imagine 
most states would more would, you know more be aligned to uh, as long as you hold a JD, you, you probably could uh, be appointed to Attorney General. It's a political you know it's a political appointment and, and not something that's really based on um, you know merit or ability. Gotcha. And experience. Yeah. Gotcha, because it, it, it does appear that, you know, um, A.G. Cameron just came out of nowhere because uh, if it wasn't for, you know, you know, Miss Taylor's, you know, case, I don't even know if I would have even knew who he was. Um, exactly. And now, you know, potentially, you know, he's a potential for a Supreme Court judge. You know, he's, you know, his name has been thrown out there as a rumor, right? Um, yep. So where do we go from here? Like, if that were to you know, to occur. One, one thing, Alan. Yeah, I agree. One thing, I, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt, but one thing, Alan, you said it perfectly, man. We There's a lot of people we don't know about until certain situations mm-hmm. and cases pop up. So, I mean, across right. this country, black people are dealing with, like, 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 like Mr. Johnson said, all skin folk ain't kin folk, but we, we always right. voting in mayors, aldermans, we voting in, uh, 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 your 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 area, um, I forgot what you call them, but anyway, we we vote the people in that look like us, but they don't have our intentions at mm-hmm. best heart. They may come in with those intentions, but when they get introduced to the money, they get introduced to certain circles that give them more uh, leverage yep. and and, yep. and upward mobility. That's one thing that they're looking out for. They're looking out for self first. And one thing in the black community over all these years, and we haven't learned yet, we consistently always thinking that everything just going to turn out all right without the work and the effort to put behind it to make sure and ensure that the next following mm. generation is going to do right by us. Exactly. Like this show, we say no justice, no peace. How long will we continue to keep saying no justice, no peace? How, how, what does that even really mean? Because in actuality, when we do disturb the peace, we're the ones that are getting shot. And we yeah. still ain't getting justice. We'll see, and that's where that's where, and I keep trying to tell people where it's more than just the candidate that you like or don't like. You have to look at it to your point. You have municipal elections, you have uh, state elections, district elections, but in addition to that, one of the biggest things is the president is making all of these federal judge appointments. I mean, he it, it's it's September twenty seventh, and so far in three years, three and a half years. Trump has uh, nominated, you know, what, 216 federal judges, you know, and and, yeah. and, and many of them, uh, going back to Mr. Johnson's earlier point, um, a, a lot of them were not only not qualified for the positions, their own colleagues said they are not ready. You have some that were, uh, had never even tried a case, never even, right. even filed a deposition. And so you you get to this point now where it's just like when somebody is killed in the streets and it does before it even gets to the Supreme Court, because if Daniel Cameron's name is being floated around and it has been, you got to think about it like this. Do we really want another Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court? Clarence Thomas is 72 years old. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer we got with him, but Daniel Cameron is thirty. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having someone like that sitting on the Supreme Court for feasibly the next 50 to 60 years? Mm. I want. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm to think about that's a headache. It. 
That's that's what he's been going for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll also say this. If anybody want to get in on this uh, conversation, go ahead and please give us a call. Uh, 516-387-1542. Press that number one and we'll uh, get you right in. Uh, Mr. Johnson, I did want to ask you a, a, another just quick question in uh, relation to this. Um, with, with all of this going on and, and with the ramifications that come up, how many potential other civil suits could come of this? I mean, you have the other families that uh, where the the, the the wanton endangerment has now given them precedent to sue. You could possibly have the the apartment complex. I mean, are, are there a lot of other civil suits? Because for everyone, you know, these right wing conservatives that say, "Hey, you know, my tax dollars this, my tax dollars this," that that's your tax dollars that they're using to pay. Right. Now that that is a great question. I I was just talking to a friend of mine about. How often is it every day you see a class action commercial? All the time. For a All the time. For yeah. A tort. For a tort. Someone's been negligent in offering a product or whatever, uh, and based on the harms been caused by that product or mm-hmm. service, you have a class of people who've been harmed. So, intentional infliction of emotional distress. Is a, you know recognizable tort since personal injury law, as it's known today, began, and there is a judge who's liberal thinking, forward thinking enough, who would classify a class to bring such an action on behalf of, let's say, citizens of Louisville, the citizens of uh, Minnesota, and all the other. Places where justice has been denied. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just there are avenues, but they're novel, and but we don't have anything to lose. You know, you know we should we should bring you know we should bring action in civil courts for, because if you, I don't know about you all, but this stuff is so agonizing to process. You yeah, know, sure. it's just traumatic. It's just yes, traumatic, and, and so uh, you know there there are professionals out there who you know in the psychology world who who say that many of us still suffer from PTSD from slavery. So so with this most recent these most recent events, clearly a class could be formed and certified by uh, a competent judge who would give it a shot. So I think class action would be something that needs to be explored and considered. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, Johnson, we do have a caller. We're going to bring him in. This is Piante. Piante, you're live with the middleman. Well, I was just going to try to bring some reality to this whole thing. And also, I want to make mention of Ferguson. Wesley Bell was appointed on the Ferguson Commission by Governor Carnahan. Then he ran for county prosecutor and beat long-standing Robert McCullough his promise to reopen the Derek Wilson case as he was elected he was elected he did open the case up again and three weeks ago he said there's nothing there Wesley Bell is black 
And the reality of it is this. You know, you got black people, black Americans, that have no problem with Clarence Thomas. And the reality is that, according to the 2018 census, 24 states where black make up less than 10% of the state's population. And of those 24, they make up less than 5% in 14 states. Now, the election power is locally more so than it is statewide but it surely is not no power on the nation and then you got the 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 reality that all blacks don't think the same like the man young man said uh, all skin ain't kin so i just want to put that out there well we thank you thank you very much for uh tuning in and and giving your insight uh to this particular situation i see we do have another caller uh, that we're going to go ahead and bring in. This is uh, our good friend from Hear Me Out, Bill. You live with the middleman. What's going on, brother? What's up, everybody? So um, I, I, I just kind of wanted to add on to, to what you were just saying, Kev, about like when we say no justice, no peace. I mean, how long do we have to wait? I mean, like, what are we waiting for this particular death? to happen or are we and I, I don't want to say it like that but like are we waiting for a particular incident to happen for us to 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 just say okay we're done we're not taking it anymore and then like how do we how do we hold those politicians accountable uh i mean i i'm sorry i kind of missed the little first half of everything but i mean recently i know you all have seen trump has come out with this new plan to help the black community uh, and like I told my friend not too long ago, because uh, she, she, she's been looking over it, and she's like, you know, well, I mean, it sounds good. I say, okay, for the last three years, when have we been able to trust anything that this man has said? When when Correct. when have we ever been able to, to say, okay, we believe that Trump is going to do this? Like, this man is becoming, sadly but true, he's trying to become the politician in which he's trying to drain the swamp of. The people that he's trying to say that's there, I mean, we all know that on both sides of the of the field, uh, there, are, there aren't too many people we can be proud of. But at the same time, uh, like, how can we take this man's word for it? Like, what, what can we do overall? I mean, what can we do to put people into office that we know that won't turn on us when we get in there, well, well, once they get in there? The man's real plan. Uh, Because what Trump put out was a wish list. There was no planning behind it. And if he does not have, and to him, he can put out as many wish lists, you know, like a child, you know, Christmas wish list as he wants. But he already knows that Mitch and his gang are not going to back any of that. So he can just pander, which they accuse the Democrats of doing constantly. He can just pander Mm -hmm. to, you know, the black community by putting up this list and say, you see here, we like you over here too. No, it's fake. Mm -hmm. If you really want people to really change, say, don't give me what you want to do. Tell me how you're going to do it and show me. And then demand that and say, and how good are you going to be at getting your congressional friends uh, thinking the same way as you and getting some stuff passed? But as long as we accept the wish list, nothing. uh Uh-huh. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like, and, and, and Jen, you can answer this question as well. Do you feel like we should hold our politicians, and I mean our, meaning I'm just going to be quite frank with it, our black politicians to a higher, higher standard 
then we hold our other politicians. Uh, some people feel like black politicians get uh, like they have somewhat of a bad rep because like <laughs> they're they're fighting extra hard. But I mean, in in my sense, I mean we we really don't have anything to show for it. Like I mean, you're in office, but what are you exactly doing for that area in which you cover, or or you know that that district that you cover? And I, you know, I I might get spanked for this because because I'm gonna say this, and I do not like. I am not, nor am I endorsing her, nor do I like what she's saying. But I will say why she's attractive. What's what's the young lady in in Maryland who's running? Who's got that commercial that has become Kim Clasic? Yeah, mm-hmm. young black lady. There is some truth to what she is saying. That a lot of times <laughs> when we, and I think this is this is. Uh, universal across our in so many other areas is wrong with the black community we get a job we change and we start ignoring the some of the basic reasons why we did get the type of job that we did get and that's to help people you have a lot of democratic you know people who uh, black people who get in office look at maryland who has a devastating crime rate they have devastating poverty rates and they have a lot of black politicians. Uh, and it's time to stop just voting for voting for people just because of their color. Because as Mr. Johnson said, all skin folk ain't kin folks. Mm-hmm. That's right. People on their merit. But scratch a lie, find a thief. I'm sorry. Kim Clasic put a, put together a wonderful commercial, but Kim Clasic walked two blocks of Baltimore to shoot that commercial. Kim Clasic does not even live in Baltimore, and what she did not say is there are plenty of her friends, including Jared Kushner, who own those same slums in Baltimore. So my biggest thing is the way that we hold people accountable, check their record, check their associates, and don't get fooled right. by the flash. This little two-page PDF that Donald Trump put out called the Platinum Plan is nothing but some cheap aluminum. And if you want to see a real plan, and this is not an endorsement of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, why don't you go look at Joe Biden's Lift Every Voice plan? That's an actual comprehensive plan that tells you, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to reinstate these things. We're going to implement these things with the power of the Senate and the House, because there's a part of it that everyone else keeps forgetting to mention. Not on this yeah, but I'm talking about in just in general conversations. What they forget to mention is you have to make sure that you are putting the right people in Congress because they can they can strip the power as much as they need to from our executive branch. And we've seen that time and time again for both Democratic and Republican candidates or presidents. I'm sorry. Yeah, but look they what they did with Obama. Obama. We love saying Obama issue. didn't do, but we didn't mm-hmm. vote in office people that backed him and he became almost lamed up without the executive orders that he did pass because he you know he had people working against him and see yeah. that's the thing i think i think yeah. another thing is is that uh although th- this is by, by all means this is a, uh, an important election coming up uh but at the same time uh just as well as we're pushing this election here uh two years down the road and, and I'm not saying that you all are doing it or you know, people that I know aren't doing it, but we need to push that election as well because that's the election that those are the people that, that really, you know, that vote mm-hmm. on laws that get those laws pushed mm-hmm. up. And a lot of people still don't know about that. I mean, I you all listen to it like every time I get on my show I make sure I express that to people and I know they get tired of me saying it, but I don't care. 
care because I want people to know the importance of voting in all elections, not just in the presidential election, not not just in uh, right. your state election, but the local ones as well. Those matter too because if you're just like someone just said not too long ago, you need to make sure you know who all their uh, their their colleagues are because your local uh, mayor or alderman may know somebody that's on Capitol Hill and that may be able to get you, get your local area you know recognized for something or you know get that that extra funding that you may need so that's why you know i I feel like you know we really need to and i say we as a whole because uh, we need to focus not just on this election as well and you know long uh, down the line as well that election that's going to come in two years right now we're just kind of setting the foundation with this one we got some we're we're trying to put someone in office and this i'm talking to my young listeners now we, we have any out there like you know, if, if this 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 election right here is just to set the foundation, because this is the person that's going to veto that bill if it's not, you know, that that bill that's going to impact our communities. But I mean, you know, we got somebody like Trump in office. I mean, I'm not 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 endorsing any candidates here, but I mean, if we got someone like Trump in office, this person doesn't have an interest of the people that's living in the community next door to you. He has the interest of the people that's probably living in their penthouse or probably got a, a private island somewhere that we don't even know about. That's why these ele- that's why all elections are important, you know. And I, I just think that we need to continue to push that across while we're pushing this as well. And I think that's I agree, an excellent man. point, Bill. I agree too. And I think that if I can say this really quickly, I think that, you know, a lot of times we're so surprised because it's like all these blatant things happen and we're like, do the Republicans not see what's going on? Like, you know, why aren't they saying anything? Because, uh, and I'm talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump has always been the distraction. We get so caught up with his bells yep. and whistles and his craziness the real mm-hmm. devil you guys is mitch mcconnell mm-hmm. mitch mcconnell yep. while we've That's been on here fussing about someone who has no generally no power at all uh, but to veto bills we've been fussing mm-hmm. about him and mitch mcconnell has been stacking court they filled 142 federal judge seats 142 so every time you go to court they're they're going up against these people who are against our that's community. Right. That, that's Listen. the real devil. And, and this, is, this is my last coming. This is my last coming. I'm sorry, but if you haven't, and and this is just somewhat of an entertainment side of it. If you haven't seen House of Cards on Netflix yet, uh, please go and watch it. Like just the shifty things that you see go on in that show. Just this like certain things that you see kind of maneuver how how politicians kind of maneuver like. They don't put these things in movies for no reason, people. Come on now. Like, some of this stuff that we see out here is is actually happening right now. It's just reconstructed in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that, you know, please go watch it. Like, it, it, it shows you this, like, you know, how things are happening. Mitch McConnell has been doing that exact same thing. Like you said, stacking people, you know, gaining votes, you know, trying to get this, like, push their agenda across, the Republican agenda across. Yep. Like, this Supreme Court seat that, that he's trying to fill, it's just going to be the icing on the cake. This is just going to be the, the point where they can get everything that they want. They've already been building it. The structure is already built, people. Like, it's, it's already yep. there. It, we this this Supreme Court seat is just going to add the icing to the cake for everything well, that we're trying to do. Well, thank is uh mm-hmm. bill yeah what one one thing that we're gonna have to realize even with politics you know we understand that everything do start local 
but it's beyond local. It's within our houses, our mosques, our churches, our community. Black people yep. got to get they stuff together because number one, even though we know we got to go up against all these judges, we some of our community give them too much power by giving them the opportunity to put them in jail, by giving them the mm-hmm. opportunity by turning them down because we don't support our own banks. Don't give them right. not giving mm-hmm. them giving them the opportunity when we don't educate ourselves beyond what they educate us. If you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, overall, yeah. overall, as I asked earlier, why do we have to keep saying no justice, no peace? Why? Why do we have to do that? We understand. We know right. it's, it's been long enough and past due for us to change the narrative of this country and the way things go for us. We've been here long enough. Right. We've dealt, we dealt with And I don't mean to make this sound funny to our white brothers and sisters out there, but we, we dealt with them long enough to understand what we're dealing with. This ain't nothing new. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. That's true. We just need to learn how Man, to strategize and operate and work work a little bit better. But uh, that's, yeah, that's a great discussion today. Mr. Johnson, you still with us, sir? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Sir, I want to uh, thank you very much for, you know, the efforts and the and, and the things that you do in the community where you live at. We do appreciate you for even taking the time uh, to to help us out with this conversation today and try to get some, some understanding of what we're dealing with with this world and this craziness. Um, but we do appreciate you, Al. I'll let you take it from there, brother. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. we appreciate you, brother, man. You know, f- with all the information and insight you gave us on the show today, um, we definitely appreciate all this education. Um, if, do you have any lasting words for our listeners out there? Uh, I, I just want to say, stay, you know, stay encouraged, and you know, we can't let up. If you look at not only in America, but if you look across the world, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm watching with so much enthusiasm the uh, African diaspora that's occurring. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 you know we, we're woke. We're woke. And it's just going to take those of us who are, uh, you know, to bring the others along. But, we, you know, this is our time. This is our opportunity. But we have to... Uh, you know, just avail ourselves of all the information that's available. You were speaking, someone was speaking about legislators earlier, local politicians. FOIA is not just, it's not just a powerful tool as far as the criminal process. Any government agency has to respond or to federal uh, violation to a FOIA request. So if you're wow. wondering what your mayor, your local politician is doing, what kind of memorandums and letters he's generating, you know, what his agenda mm-hmm. is on day-to-day, all of that is discoverable by four-year request. So that's that's what I have for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Thank you, sir. We definitely appreciate, we appreciate you, you. You're welcome. All right. Bye, hey, Bill. Uh, Bill, uh, I see you still with us. Yeah. Here. Bill, let everybody know what you guys are talking about tonight. Yeah, so most definitely. Uh, uh, we On Hear Me Out, we're going to talk about a uh, – Oh, man, it's been a crazy week already. So definitely, uh, first things first, we're definitely going to talk about the Breonna uh, Taylor uh, case, as well as, you know, Wells Fargo, uh, the uh, Kenosha, uh, Kenosha uh, shooting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just on the entire, entertainment side, we're definitely talking about uh, Cardi B and Offset's marriage, uh, some of those things that's going on with that, and some other things that's going on in the entertainment world as well. 
All yeah. right, brother. Yeah, we look forward to hearing that. that. Yeah, we had to come check you out too. Yeah, um, make sure you guys check out. Hear me out. Yes, sir. Uh, and make sure you post that link up on our Facebook page so they can get to you real quick like that too, brother. Oh, all right, I will do. Appreciate you all. All right. Yes, sir. Um, hey, y'all. Um, I, I do have a lot more to say, but leave it at this. Um, check out our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. Be a part of our Patreon. Hear what we have to say beyond this this format that we have right here because there, there's a lot more things that we as middlemen and women uh, have to offer to you. So make sure you subscribe. Um, you know, Nick and Jen, they've yep. done a wonderful job. Yeah. There you go. Alan and, and Alan and Nick did a great job. I'm going to try to, you know, step myself up to their standard, but you know, we, we, we definitely want to make sure that we can disseminate this information to y'all. Uh, we want to get all this information out to y'all. I noticed that a lot of y'all have been listening to us on other sites now. Um, our Spreaker account is finally kicking in a little bit. Uh, we possibly will be on, I don't know if y'all are aware, but Amazon is going to have the podcast situation coming up soon. Uh, so we may be there. So I want you Let's guys go. to make sure that you are listening. And share share everything that we have with your family. Share everything that we have with your friends. If you appreciate what we bring to the table and you like what we talk about and bring to you every Sunday and in and with our Patreons, share it with somebody. With, with the Patreons, get other people to subscribe. But with these shows, share it. And we thank you. I'm I'm done, Jay. I'm I'm shutting up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and as always, I have to say it, I say it every week. Uh support black media. Uh, these conversations do not go in this type of detail in mainstream media. There's no interest in it. They feel like the only interest is if we are mm-hmm. acting a fool in the street. So please support yep. Black Media. With that being said, I want to give you the uh, podcast spotlight of the week, which is Disruption Now by Rob Richardson. Uh, some of you who uh, have watched uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered uh, may have seen um, Rob as a regular guest. Uh, he has a great podcast called Disruption Now, available everywhere uh, podcasts are available. And uh, just to just to reemphasize that um, the point that Kevin just made, in addition to you know this, the serious conversations like this, support our Patreon. Uh, it's the Middleman Talk Show, Patreon.com forward slash the Middleman Talk Show. Uh, we got a lot of great things coming up this week. We'll continue this discussion about uh, no justice, no peace, as well as uh, we have. Episode reviews of Hulu's new series Woke, uh, Lovecraft Country, um, and and I, I want to start talking about this Nurse Ratchet show as well. Yeah, I'm on episode three now. Yeah, that's something serious. That's something serious. So, all right, man. Great conversation yeah. this week. I wish we could have went a little bit harder. I know we can. We could have. Should have. But this was hard enough for me. Check us out on the Patreon. <laughs> Check us out on the Patreon. True story. True story. <laughs> All right, y'all. One up, one down. And uh, shout out to Piante. Uh, if you're still listening, Mr. Piante, make sure you share the show with some of your friends. I know you're Republican. We ain't got nothing against Republicans. Because I ain't no Democrat <laughs> no. and I ain't no Republican. You know, what What? Uh, what, what? that boy said, Republicans and Democrats. I don't deal with them gang members. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We are. We are.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.